It's Thursday, July 23rd, and you're listening to a brand new episode of The Julian Dion Show. Today, we discuss Kim Kardashian's statement regarding Kanye, our dog's lobster-scented hotspot, The Daily Dose with me, Jen Grant, where we talk glory holes. Oh, it was quite a show. Alex Trebek and your comments and more, and we kick it off with David Taggart. All right, let's do it. Thank you. And mama, can you hear me crying? They came howling like wolves. I'm a mouse, they're the lion. No, they won't let me leave. Got me down to my knees. And I just count all the stars. And I can't hide And I can't scream This is how it's meant to be Hear the coyote cry slip into dreams Hear the coyote cry As I sleep And mama Did you hear me crying? Believed what I was told What they told they were lying It's getting harder to see Why this happened to me And I'm so torn apart Bring me back to the start But I won't die And I'll still sing And I'll reach a higher being Hear the coyote cry Slip into dreams Hear the coyote cry As I sleep Hear the coyote cry As I slip into dreams Hear the coyote cry as I sleep, 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 As, wait a minute, let's start again. Hello, hello. <laughs> Hi, this is Ron Vodry. This is Alex Nussbaum. This is Jason Fraser. This is Matt O'Brien. Hey, this is Ray Zwicker. All right, world. My name is Cal Post. Guys, this is Christina Walkinshaw. This is Eddie Delaseppi. This is Adrian Spencer. Uh, my name is Timo. And you're listening to the Julian Dion Comedy Hour. You're listening to the Julian Dion Comedy Hour podcast. <laughs> Who am I talking to? What am I yeah. doing? Julian Dion Comedy, Comedy Hour? You're podcast. listening to the... Fuck <laughs> See, I took the word out comedy. Changes the meaning completely, doesn't it? Not really. I'm overworking, but days in the holidays. Happy holidays. You're listening to the Julian Dion Comedy Hour podcast. Now broadcasting live and totally uncensored. Eh? <laughs> From Lemon Press Studio. In the beautiful. 
Project. I was like half asleep on the couch and now I'm projecting. Hey everyone, this is Christian Potenza. This is Gay Trevor Wilson. This is Jean Paul, aka the Island Hipster, hashtag hipster business. This is Steph Tola. Hey, this is Jake Goldsby. This is Sky Wallace. Hey everybody, this is Erica Sigurdsson, aka Ricky Six. Okay, hello. Hi. This is Howard Wagman. Hey, this is Peter Anthony, the PA System. This is Matt O'Brien. Some people like to, that's my rap name. This is Jen Grant, and you're listening to the Julian Dion Comedy Hour Podcast. <laughs> Show You and me belong Just like the flowers Laughing all day long People I need to lose Sing a little song Then take a shower Julian Dion It's a a show It's not an hour, it's a show Okay Good morning, everybody. Good morning to you, specifically you right there. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Welcome to the Julian Dion Show. We are live on a Thursday, Thursday, July 23rd. Broadcasting, of course, once again, always and forever, live from Lemon Press Studios in the beautiful Gatineau Hills. Hi, hi, hi. Jen Grant with us. Oh, yeah. Morning, Gen Z Poo. Well, good morning. Good morning to you. How are you today? I'm pretty good, actually. I feel, you know, energetic. I feel good. Oh, good. I had a good sleep. I'm really sorry about that because I know you did not. All good. I don't want to dwell on it because every show is the same thing. So <laughs> every show, yeah, I didn't sleep. <laughs> I did eventually, but... It says error loading. Really? Yeah, but I see that people are watching and commenting. Yeah, so. I get that. I get that uh, too. For some reason, when I go to share the uh, thing, okay. are we live right now? Anyway, we are recording. If we're we are or not, if we're not or we are, what? Live on Facebook <laughs> as we are Mondays through Fridays. By the way, this will be our last show of the week. Um, this week, we're taking tomorrow off. That sounded so final. What By the mean? way, this will be the last show. No. I was like, what? You're telling me on air right now. Yeah. Well, we are available, uh, of course, on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Google Podcasts, CastBox, all the places, everywhere, all of the places you get your podcasts. We are there as of 9.30 a.m. Eastern every morning. And you know what's cool? When you subscribe to it on um, on wherever you get your... Cool your po- podcast you get a notification when it co- when it's available which is really cool like it's so uh, slick and professional and the way that we can grow our show I mention this all the time but please take yeah. just literally 40 seconds yep and go and subscribe and review it oh Perfect. man if you reviewed it oh my do God. it review it share it if you are with us this morning and uh, yeah that's it that's share it. share big air anyway yeah, I felt we went to bed early. Okay, I will find. I'll talk about <laughs> it real quick. Thirty seconds. Went to bed early. Had a little bit of stuff to do on the on the laptops. Did a little bit of work. Put it down by quarter to ten, ten o'clock. And then as soon as I'd fall asleep, every time there'd be something. Uh, first time I was falling asleep. Then the AC made a noise. Click. I woke up. And then I <laughs> fell asleep. Won't. Won't. Yes. Finally, it's happening. Then you cough. <coughs> I woke up. <laughs> and then I'm like falling it's not asleep. Funny, but it's funny. It was like a sketch. Every single time, I'd be right on the cusp and be like, "Oh yeah, right here we go." 
than the dog. It was dreaming. I was like, oh, for crying out loud. So then I was frustrated. Then because you're frustrated, you don't sleep. But anyway, I fell asleep uh, eventually. And now I'm here and I'm tired. But so oh my moving God. on. Yeah, let's move on. But I have to say, we watched something very upsetting. Yeah, I was going to talk about that. I'll be gone in the dark. Oof. It's a mini series, mini docuseries on HBO based on the book by Michelle McNamara. The late Michelle McNamara, who was, um, as uh, some people will know, married to Patton Oswalt, comedian, actor. And she passed away three years ago, four years ago. Three years ago, probably. I can't remember. Around then. Maybe we should look that up. But anyway, she uh, she was a crime reporter or, or crime, crime blogger and obsessed with... Um, This cold case, yeah, go ahead. cold cases. Yeah, she died in 2016. Oh, no, yes, April. Wow, four years already. Geez, time flies. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so uh, she was obsessed with um, cold cases ever since she was a little girl, you know, also unsolved, uh, specifically murders and serial killers and rapists. And uh, she had a wildly successful blog called True Crime Diaries, and that was uh, published in Los Angeles Magazine and then uh, picked up as a book deal, and the book was uh, was sold. And um, the book is called I'll Be Gone in the Dark or the Night Shit? Dark. I'll Be Gone in the Dark? Yeah. For sure? Yep. Okay. Yeah, that's what it is. I just uh, uh, uh. I'll be gone in the dark. One woman's obsessive search for the Golden State Killer, who she dubbed the Golden State Killer. She gave him that name. He was known as the East Area Rapist in uh, Northern California. Then he did some rapes in the in the late seventies, and then in the early eighties, he moved down uh, to um, to South California, and he did. Uh, it was known as the what was it? The um, uh, Night Stalker? Something yeah, Night Stalker. Crawl, uh, Original Night Stalker. Right. ONS. So, Erons, which is a terrible acronym. I don't know. Anyway, Erons. And so uh, she dubbed him the Golden State Killer. And uh, spoiler, but with her work, uh, many years later, 30 plus years later, he was uh, found. I still don't know. I can't believe you Googled him <laughs> as we're watching. The whole thing is to. So I don't know how many parts there is to this HBO series. I thought for sure you had already looked. No, that up. that's the whole point of watching no, listen, it. Listen, listen to why I thought you had already looked up. Well, you could have run it by me first. By the way, I'm about to spoiler it for myself. Did you? Okay, jeez. What do you mean? Okay, overreact. Fired up. Well, I because I, I I really believed it. Like before this show came out, I remember it being like. Uh, four years ago, when she passed away, I remember it being a whole thing about how she had done this and she had helped find where he find him and solve the crime and everything. So I only assumed that it was so. I, I'm here's the thing, I never know what's going on half the time, and this show has made me look at the news more and stuff. But usually, I don't even. I usually I'm like living under a rock. Like purposely, I don't like to know about things. Sometimes this show has made you look at the news more. Yes, we just started watching it last night. No, the Daily Dose. Oh, oh, oh. our show. I thought you meant uh, the HBO show. (laughs) Since then, I've been up all night looking at news. I can't stop watching the news. I'm like, we started it at eight last night. No, but but the I just assumed that everybody had seen who he was because it came out already like four years ago, and I. you're so like informed all the time. I thought like literally I thought four years ago you had looked it up. It was in the news. They had found the guy. That's why I thought it was no spoiler. Mm, you anyway, can see my point. It's kind of weird. No, it's not. We're watching a show with oh the big God. reveal. You're so sensitive this morning. I'm saying it's kind of weird. And you're like, ah, <laughs> See, it's all good. <laughs> Frigadeek. No, we... Uh, I don't know. We're watching it and, and the build-up. No, I don't know anything about this other than that. That she had uh, her work led to him being uh, arrested eventually. 
anyway, so yeah, we're we're like midway through the second episode, and I see that Jen is like on her phone, like sat <sighs> next to. And not paying attention, I say something. She's like, "Oh yeah, I was just looking up what he looks like." I'm like, "Why? Why would you look that up? It's the whole rub." Yeah. Well, we I thought you already ex- knew what he looked we like. Could have experienced it together, but I now th- that's over. Oh my god, drama. Anyway, so but it's a really scary show. It's the first oh. show that I've watched in a long time that I was actually scared at night of mm-hmm. in in our own house. Not since the original Unsolved Mysteries <laughs> with uh, Robert Stack. When you were a child. Yeah, I used to be af- so scared of Unsolved Mysteries. I used to be afraid of... I remember when, um, when uh, you know, I grew up in a religious household, Catholic. <laughs> and uh, my mom had gone to this thing or, or somewhere where the Virgin Mary appeared. <laughs> and I remember being terrified of two things of unsolved mysteries and the virgin mary appearing before me (laughs) and so we have this uh camp this cabin it's not far behind our house and i remember as a kid just sprinting in the night from the the house to the camp because i was so afraid and i felt like the more i'm afraid the more the virgin mary will appear to me (laughs) to like He's me, like, it's okay, my son. But I was like, I don't, <laughs> please, son. I don't want to see her. Because <laughs> one of the episodes of Unsolved Mysteries, I was kind of putting together two things, was this guy in an old hotel, this uh, custodian engineer, custodial engineer, this janitor. He was uh, washing the bathrooms at night, and this woman would appear in the mirror, just this giant face, and just kind of stare at him. <laughs> so I had that combined with the Virgin Mary, I was just mortified at night and i would do the thing where um you're in bed and you just stick your head under the sheets and you figure if you can't see them they can't see you and you can't (laughs) breathe and it's all hot so last night was uh, reminding me of that because i was legitimately scared i locked all of the doors unnecessary doors to lock too and it was pouring rain i'm like we won't hear any intruder and we have the ac and the fan going in the room i'm like "Uh oh this is a recipe for I could see it. I could see the headlines in the news. <laughs> anyway. They would have heard him come in if they didn't have their AC and fan on. Yeah. Let this be a lesson to all of you. Um, You know how I could tell you were legit scared last night? No. You were like, well, it's not like he's, it's not like by watching this, it's going to make it happen to us. <laughs> I don't remember that. You did, Weird though. laugh, but. You did, though. Hey, I just wanted to say that, um. Melanie, my friend Melanie said, sounds like it's Julian that's sensitive this morning, not Jen. Thank you, Mel. Yeah. I love this I love this podcast because I get people, you know, stand having being on my side. Right. No, but you freaked out because they said we could have done it together. I'm like, okay, geez. I'm just like it's just <laughs> fodder. You're like, geez. Okay. Uh Wanda says your coffee is smoking on screen. Oh, it's an incense. They not mention coffee, Wanda. He is off coffee. Uh, I wish I could have one right now, but I wish I could. Uh, yeah, because I have a, a long, long day and night ahead of me. I have to drive. I have to drive two hours, do a show, come back. So I have to drive about four and a half hours total. Mm. Late night. That's why we're not doing a show tomorrow, by the way. I'm going to be home around midnight and, and to get up at 5 and then do the show. And I have to do it again tomorrow night. I have to drive to Montreal and uh, do another uh, show. Hmm. Practice for this thing. Anyway, that's it. Should that well, should we wrap it up? Uh, uh, uh. I want to do a shorter show today, but that's not it. Um, Kim Kardashian came out with a statement yesterday. This is going to be an all-Kanye week because we're not doing an episode tomorrow. Have we talked about Kanye every day? Every day, because his uh, rally was on Sunday. So we talked about it Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday. So she finally, uh, because, you know, he was saying that he's he's been wanting to divorce her for a few years and all this. And and as we know, he's on his meds. He's not on his meds. He's bipolar. But anyway, so she released a statement yesterday. 
So I feel I should read it because we have been talking about it every day. So as this is her statement, as many of you know, Kanye has bipolar disorder. Anyone who has this or has a loved one in their life who does knows how incredibly complicated and painful it is to understand. I've never spoken publicly about how this has affected us at home because I'm very protective of our children and Kanye's right to privacy when it comes to his health. But today, I feel like I should comment on it because of the stigma and misconceptions about mental health. Those that understand mental illness or even compulsive behavior know that the family is powerless unless the member is a minor. People who are unaware or far removed from this experience can be judgmental and not understand that the individual themselves have to engage in the process of getting help no matter how hard family and friends try. I understand Kanye is subject to criticism because he's a public figure and his action at times his actions at time can cause strong opinions and emotions. He is a brilliant but complicated person who on top of the pressures of being an artist and a black man who experienced the painful loss of his mother and has to deal with the pressure and isolation that is heightened by his bipolar disorder. Those who are close with Kanye know his heart and understand his words sometimes do not align with his intentions. Living with bipolar disorder does not diminish or invalidate his dreams and his creative ideas, no matter how big or unobtainable they may feel to some. That is part of his genius, and as... I'm exposing my grade 8 reading level here. (laughs) That is part of his genius, and as we have all witnessed, many of his big dreams have come true. We as a society talk about giving grace to the issue of mental health as a whole. However, we also give it to the individual's... However, we should also give it to the individuals who are living with it in times when they need it the most. I kindly ask that the media and the public give us the compassion and empathy that it it is needed so that we can get through this. Thank you for those who have expressed concern for Kanye's well-being and for your understanding. With love and gratitude, Kim Kardashian West. So there. Hmm. Compassion and understanding, she pleads for her husband. It's just wild that this is happening during a presidential his well, presidential I've, campaign rally. You'd think if you if he was gonna go on and off his meds, he'd choose to be on it while he's doing this big thing, but Yeah, and I think that uh most of us uh with good sense will you know, have compassion for those who are mentally ill because that's something that is, there's a big stigma about it. And it's uh, a really, I, I think we've all been touched by it, whether it's somebody we've known or any one of us experience any kind of depression or anxiety where you feel like it's out of your control, how you're feeling and you can't talk yourself out of it. So you, you, we all have, you know, an understanding of how difficult that must be. But having said that, I'm wondering if, and I want to know your opinion on this, but, um, would would do you think that that a bipolar individual could be elected president? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. If they take their meds, of course. Yeah, but if the um society if citizens know that that the individual has bipolar, do you think that that would affect how they would be voted in? Oh. I don't know. I mean, he's I don't know. No, no I just mean as a concept, not him. I just mean as a concept, not Kanye specifically. But if if people people knew, I, I feel like it would affect whether someone was elected, right or wrong. I'm just saying it would affect it. Yeah, I'm sure it would. I mean, it's unfortunate. However, would people even have to know your personal business? You know what I mean? If yeah. you were taking care of yourself and taking your medication, you know... Really, they there'd be no need for people to know. It's just you'd always have to make sure you took it. Some um, some presidents have been diagnosed with depression through uh, analysis of historical data. That's mental health issues. Say again. Some presidents have been diagnosed with depression. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Adams, Thomas Jefferson, James Madison, <clears throat> John Quincy Adams, Franklin Pierce. Abraham Lincoln. I mean, no, nobody recent, I guess. Calvin Coolidge. Well, I think there's a lot of things that have 
you know, people are experiencing things, uh, health challenges that we don't know about that all the time, whether president or not. Melanie just said, I think people would hold that against them, but I'd love to be wrong. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. uh, I mean, it could be a great thing for mental health to, to have, um, you know, a bipolar president. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, what's interesting is, you know, we would hold this against someone, not we, but some people would, hold bipolar or mental health against someone in terms of having faith in their ability to run the country. However, someone's ego could be completely out of whack, i.e. Trump, and he still gets elected. What about ego? Like, what about that? Yeah. What about maturity level? But that doesn't seem to be looked at. Melanie says, or Wanda said, a lot of stigma around mental health. It's true. Mel says, it's hard because I think society wants to be open and honest with mental health, but there is still so much stigma. I agree there with really that. There really is. And it's like we talked about therapy yesterday, and I'd heard one time Todd Glass, comedian, say this. When it comes to therapy, people are quick to dismiss it because of the stigma. They're like, no, 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 no. Like, uh, I don't need therapy. I'm not crazy. Um, And it's like this understanding of the human mind, the human brain. It's like, um, you know, if something is wrong with your car engine, you wouldn't be like, oh, yeah, I'll just fix it myself. It's a car. But when it comes to the human brain, we're like, oh, no, no, I got it. I'm not going to. True. I'm not going to. need any help with that there's nothing wrong with, with and going even to therapy everybody's st- and still if you mention therapy people go oh my god that person's crazy it's true and it's even so if it's weird. other parts of your body forget even like a car engine even if it's like you broke your arm you wouldn't just trust you know your next door neighbor to put it in a cast for you or to you know tell you whether what you should do with it yeah yeah all right oh my god there's a spot on you're right it Gordy does stink right now. He, smells like lobster. Our dog uh, has a hot spot. I don't know if you know about that, but there's something that he's been licking on his paw, and then he just keeps licking it and licking it and licking it. So now it's just like irritated. And uh, anyway, I can. Is like, that what smell smells it. like lobster? Yeah, and I googled it. I said, "Do hot spots smell?" Ew. And, yeah. Oh, I'm gonna throw up. <laughs> Oh, it smells like lobster. I'm like, what does it smell like lobster? <laughs> Don't in the house? say that. I'm never going to be able to eat lobster again. Please stop saying it smells like lobster. No, actually, stop. I know. I never want to hear that again because I want to be able to enjoy that at a later date and By not the way, think about a hot spot. If you are with us, uh, please give us a share if you're watching on Facebook. And if you're not uh, watching on Facebook, if you're listening to the audio, feel free to post about this on social media or follow our social medias like the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Julian Dion Show or uh, Julian Dion Show on Instagram. Be sure to follow. So Mel just said, poor guy, one of my past cats had a hot spot too. And I asked her on the comments and what did you do to help him because i'd like to know i want to know i don't want to take the dog every single time to the vet if i and I, and also it's freaking hard to see a vet like i called the vet i don't know if anybody else with pets is experiencing this but there's like it's really hard for i've noticed facebook um on the wakefield facebook group people talking about it too about vet it's really hard to get someone to see your pet if there's any issues because with COVID, there's all these extra steps they have to take, so they can't yeah. take as many as many patients. So, um, yeah, so I called my vet, and uh, 11 days, I'd, I'd have to wait for him to look. By then, like, what the and hell? Tell, tell the people hmm? what you said to them. What? Maybe you have too many patients. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Well, what are they supposed to do? Just leave it open in case? Like. Well, what's the point of having a vet? The last, and this is even before it got crazy with COVID, the last couple of times I called the vet, they're like, they can't see the dog for another 10 days. I'm like, what the, what the hell is the point of having a vet then? No. So you have to go to an emergency vet every single time and they're like three times the price. Mm-hmm. Just saying. You think that's ridiculous, but isn't the point of having a vet or a doctor is to be able to go in and see them when you have a problem? Well, they can't just like be open just in case. They should maybe keep, I don't know. 
Yeah, they should maybe keep exactly but a slot open or for call or walk-ins or call-ins on that day. A hundred percent. Yeah. Thank you. No problem. <laughs> daily dose, daily dose. Get the news from coast to coast. Daily dose, daily dose. All your news from coast to All coast. All the news and the headlines from Jim Grant. And here is your daily dose Go ahead. for Thursday, July 23rd. Hi. So, hey, uh, we talked about the lottery yesterday mm-hmm. and uh, how there were two winners in Nepean back-to-back May and June. This is also a lottery story, but it's not its not a huge winnings like it was in, in Nepean. This is uh, an interesting story about a North York woman who uh, has been trying to collect her winnings. It's not a ton of money, but hey, it's her money. It's over a little over $2,300. She's been trying to collect it from OLG since April. So I guess what happens when you win like that, you send in your ticket with your signature on it. And she, I guess she has this like, um, uh, like a good luck secret code she puts on her lottery tickets. So she signed her name. But then below it, she put a bunch of initials, which was her secret code to help her be a good luck charm to win. And so now because she put all those extra, all those extra letters, they're investigating it. So if you're, if you're buying a lottery ticket and you sign your name on it, don't put anything extra on there because she's still waiting for the money and she won it in April. So she just signed her name and put initials that are like a secret code for luck? Yeah. Like if you see, I should have sent you the picture. So she, you know, there's like a place for a signature on the bottom of, of your ticket. Do you sign it once you win or just right away when you buy it? I think you, for extra security, you actually sign it when you buy it. Because mm. when you buy it, you know, there's nothing to say who's whose it is. In fact, they should probably ask for your name and all that when you do it. Or, I don't know. Anyway, so I think for extra security. So, for instance, if you lost your ticket, you there'd be a signature on it already. How could that possibly be cheating, though? It has nothing to do with initials. It's just random numbers. I don't know. I it's don't know not numbers. It. Not What do you mean? Like, she didn't put numbers on No, I know, name. but oh. the lottery's numbers. Yeah. So how is that cheating if she puts... Letters? Yeah. It's not cheating. I think she just wants to... You know how some people do groups, like pool their tickets with groups? They oh. want to make sure that all the money is going to the right person. So what if that was another person? It looks like two signatures. Right. Yeah. So that's Got just it. a word to the wise, everyone. Um, I saw this story that I wanted to share because we talk often about the the uh, controversy of masks and how a lot of people oh the mask wars don't want to oh yes so it was kind of interesting because this reporter did he went and did I like it when reporters do this uh, he went to the hospital and asked someone to test his oxygen levels with a mask on versus not a mask on mm-hmm. so he did three different kinds of masks he ch- tried the regular cloth masks he did the ones that are um, like the disposable ones that have the double layer there, the white and blue kind of ones. And then he used a uh, hospital grade one that, that many people say is the best at protecting. And every single time in between, like they tested everyone and he had a hundred percent oxygen because some people say that you're not getting enough oxygen when you're wearing the mask. It's uh, dangerous for people to wear. That's what the people who are against masks say that. I know it's so stupid. And they basically debunked that whole theory by interviewing a surgeon who said, as surgeons, we spend hours and hours and hours of long days. And I can I can t- attest to that because I remember having a family member. You are a surgeon. In, in <laughs> it, I just do this uh, show part-time, but I'm a surgeon full-time. Mm. No, um, but I have a family member who went had surgery and it was like 10 hours. And I saw that surgeon like at the beginning and then at the end. And let me tell you that they work very hard and they wear a mask the whole entire time. And if they thought that it was affecting their health, they would not do that. I thought we weren't supposed to go to the hospital until unless really necessary. This guy's like, so I want clout on my social media. I want to go viral. So let's uh, test me with some masks. No, he's a reporter. Oh, 
He was an actual reporter. And I think it's good that he's doing the story because so many people, he's just trying to show, um, show proof from just a regular person just testing out with an actual machine. And it shows. And then he even went so far as to put three masks on. He put three masks, all those masks on top of each other. And then it was only, it only dipped down 1%. So he still had 99% oxygen getting in. Hmm. So all that to say, um, so they also said that, that, um, COVID-19 is so, oh yeah. Before I say that, (laughs) there's a Facebook group that I thought you'd find Interesting. You know, these all these groups that are anti-mask mm-hmm. people. There's a group called Hugs Over Masks. Oh, for God. Well, yeah, that's that group in Toronto, the Hugs Over Masks and the Moms Against um, Oh, yeah, distancing. right. Right, right, right. There's, there's those, those people. So there's tips on that Facebook group on how to circumvent wearing masks. And they say that the virus, they have a theory. These people at the fa- uh, in the Facebook group have a theory that the virus can slip through the mask. However, health professionals, you know, people that have studied science and are, are actual doctors versus just in a Facebook group, uh, say that, yes, COVID-19 is a very, is very tiny, very, very tiny. It's 0.1 microns. But here's the, here's the catch. The particle ha- requires attaching to a much larger droplet. Right. So the droplets that are being prevented from coming through the mask are what's really helping it. Even if the even if the virus did come through the mask, it can't get anywhere without attaching itself to a droplet. Why didn't they tell us this before? Because I I now get that it makes sense. But I I why didn't they come out with that information sooner? Yeah, and it's so because I, I've put. seen so many memes of like, oh, the M95 mask. This is the size of the thing that goes through, and this is the size of a th- of a the coronavirus or COVID, whatever. And um, I'm like, oh yeah, it is much smaller, but it makes sense when you say that uh, it must attach. Yeah, but why the hell wouldn't they come out with that information? This is frustrating with it this whole thing. There's no information. It's one day it's this, the other day it's that. Yeah. Then they come out with this, and you're supposed to know. I don't know. Anyway. They say that it's sick 80, of it. 85 percent effective. Now, one thing that is a major pet peeve of mine is uh, the whole letting your nose hang out. Yeah, a lot of people are doing that. Mm-hmm. I've seen it out. Like, and now I'm gonna kind of vow to be ballsy enough to say to someone, "Can you please pull your mask up above your nose?" Like I've seen it at. Oh God. I am. What do you mean, oh God? Oh, you're going to get into these fights now. What do you mean? Oh, oh you think people will take that lightly? People are so on edge right now. And well, I don't you, excuse me, it. pull your mask up. I know, but I I'm just saying be it. ready to get cursed at and yelled at. I'm just saying be oh. ready for a irrational response back to that very rational request. People don't, people freak out when you mention anything about the masks. I'm yeah. just saying get ready for... Uh, well, I Remember got, when our neighbor yelled at you and, and said that's going to be that times 20? Okay, well, I'll only do it if if it's somebody who's in my six feet radius. like for And I'll do it in a really nice way. Uh, but I will I just want to do it so that I can protect myself and my family. And yeah, you, you're in the right, I'm saying. Just be ready for no, an irrational, vile response I don't back. think I'll have to do it that often, though, because... Um, the, like I went and got my hair cut and the girl was very nice, very nice, excellent hairdresser. I really enjoyed the experience, except she, she took it, she took this whole COVID thing very lightly. She had told me she's not worried about it. She let her nose exposed many times. And instead of me saying, I would feel more comfortable, please, if you don't mind, I am scared of it. It, as your customer, your, your client, can you please pull up your mask? It would make me feel a lot more relaxed. I should have said that and I didn't. So I was very tense the whole time. And then I felt like I had to wear a mask around people after that. Yeah. Anyways. So I I won't do it unless I really feel like it's in my vicinity. So here's a, let's shift gears to something a little bit lighter and kind of crazy. Okay. So on, you know, I get my news sources from various places on the global news uh, site, 
They actually are suggesting BC health officials are recommending an age-old, occasionally cutting-edge tactic for sex during the coronavirus pandemic. Reverse cowgirl. (laughs) Glory holes. Oh, yeah, I heard that. Did you see that? Yeah. The BC Center for Disease Control added new recommendations for socially distant sex to its COVID-19 website this week. One of those tips, like I said, is a glory hole. A hole cut into a wall that's only large enough for a penis a to slip through. A hole cut into a wall. A hole cut. Like a salami? <laughs> a hole cut. Glory holes are typically used for anonymous oral or penetrative sex, according to the Urban Dictionary. But they're also an excellent way to limit physical contact during intercourse. Yeah, but what about... No, I guess you just disinfect the hole afterwards every single time. <laughs> I don't know. That's what, do what I call a hot spot. What do you mean it's... Oh, my God. It's like uh, you think it would be a communal glory hole? No, people make their own. You what think there would be a spot? What do you mean you disinfect it every time? Well, I'm, I don't know. Multiple people? Partners? I don't know. And where is this... Is it in their own... Where is the glory hole? Where is it? I don't know. In the shed? Like, where are people doing this? Yeah, they, they, uh, New York, the state of New York came out with that like two months ago or three months ago. They suggested ways to have sex. They suggested In- reverse cowgirl uh, from behind or um, have a sheet or wall in between you. Huh. So you're just doing renovations? Um, Hi, I'm looking to do a little bit of a renovation in my home. I'm going to add a den, but this den is going to have like, can you just leave a hole around None of your business, level? what's it for? <laughs> or we want to run cables through. <laughs> we want to run cables through about two and a half feet up from the ground. <laughs> is that where your crotch is? I don't know. Anyways, hilarious. And um, here's some good news. Oh, that wasn't good news. That sounded like good news. To me. <laughs> I know. We could end on that, actually. Should we? No, no, no. Why? Okay. I don't know. I know we're doing a shorter show today because I got to go back to sleep, but uh, mm-hmm. no, no. Go keep going, my love. Okay. Uh, so Alex Trebek wrote a book. Mm-hmm. He's doing good. Is he really? Well, he seems to be doing good. I don't know. He seems to have a great attitude. He announced last year that he had been diagnosed with stage four pancreatic cancer, which sounds terrifying because that's apparently the worst one. Yeah. Because I guess by the time you find out, you it's far, far gone. I don't know why we don't do more screenings for cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, for decades, he was putting off writing a book about his life until all that goodwill changed his mind because all these people were pouring out letters and prayers. And, you know, think about it how many people watch Jeopardy and for how many years you start to feel, I'm sure there are many people that watch every single night yeah, and feel like a major connection with Alex Trebek. Yeah. Like, like he's almost part of their life, you know? So he had this outpouring of support, which is a pretty beautiful thing. And, um, the COVID-19 lockdown provided him with all the time he needed to write a book. See, there you go. There's a productive guy. He could either like just lie in the fetal position because he has stage four pancreatic cancer and, and it's a lockdown. But uh, no, he decides to write a book. That's a go-getter right yeah. there. He said today on his 80th birthday, Trebek says... He's 80? Isn't that amazing? Wow. Yeah, he looks good. Trebek He's says, 80? Holy shit. Yeah. Says he is not afraid of dying, yet he will head back to the show as soon as the cron- coronavirus restrictions are lifted. Well, wow, what a machine. I know. While hosting his 36th season, he was undergoing rounds of chemo treatments and wore a wig whenever they taped the show because he was losing his hair even though cancer has taken its toll he says that as soon as he gets on stage it's all changes suddenly i'm myself again i feel good that's the thing about being on stage and as a as a comic you know we've we've talked about this a lot you and i about how you can feel really sick but when you have to perform it goes away while you're on stage there's something kind of magical that happens yeah it's it's called adrenaline Mm mm-hmm the book 
Jeez. The book... Well, no, no. I agree with you. Yeah. It's just some people put too much stock in the uh, stage. Like, I know people that have said, like, the stage is my therapist. It's my medical doctor. It's my counselor. It's my... It's like, it's just... It's wood. At the end of the day, fix your own shit. Do you know what I mean? It won't fix you. Hmm. Do you know what I mean by that? Like, people put too much... As if it's going to fix their whole world. It's gr- it's a great thing, but it's you get adrenaline, and then uh, at the end of the day, you're, after your performance, you're back to where you were. True. Um, well, that's I I think there's some truth in both of those things, but I, I but I do think that everybody has a different experience. I mean, that might be yours. For me, I I feel like the stage represents. It's not actually yeah, like it represents something. Like, I, it helped me grow as a person, being a performer, for sure. Yeah, yeah, sure. But, I mean, like, it won't cure any physical illness. It's like boards. There are just boards there that you're standing on. Mm. But some people, like, glorify it too much. Mm, I agree. Okay. It's a great thing. Well, I'm a comic, obviously, but it's not going to fix me. Mm. That's what I'm saying. Mm, okay. Oh, um, my God. What? You're right. Are you? <laughs> I don't know what's how you need a nap for sure. You're groucho. No, um, I just feel like uh okay. you, you don't agree with that, right? No. Oh. So you think it could fix you physically like a medical if you had medical I ailments, you should go on stage rather than a doctor. Well, do you think I'm a dumb dumb? No, 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 but some that? people no, but no, uh, that's what I mean. I think that's it's, what I'm no, no, trying no, to say. I think by it represents something more it's so, it's such a hard loaded question to answer. Mm. Then I feel let's like move on. I feel like it could be better for when we have more time on our show. Um, the book combines Alex Trebek uh, combines personal anecdotes with Trebek's thoughts on a range of topics, including marriage, parenthood, education. I bet you that's a really good book. He ha- he's a philanthropist, which is super great. He talks about that as well, and. Um, he says he provides plenty more answers to questions like what, how, what is, how it feels to be 80 and living with cancer. He peppers those passages with curse words because that's who he is in real life. I want people to know a little more about the person they have been cheering on for the past year. So that's nice. I can't believe he's 80. Yeah. You're looking good, Alex Trebek. I would have thought in his uh, maybe late 60s. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to do a joke like um, uh, a nice looking Canadian who looks much younger than his years. Beep. Who is Alex Trebek? <laughs> Get it? Melanie says this was from I'm just going to wrap up with some comments here. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he, he, I asked her about that hotspot. She said, honestly, the vet didn't give me anything to help it she wanted to biopsy it i decided to use polysporin on it and it took a while and and then it went away i was super poor when this happened so i should have done more i couldn't afford it no i don't i disagree because a lot of times we'll rush to the vet right and if you give it some time it'll just a lot of things will heal can't believe it smells like lobster or (laughs) mussels stop no mussels too just stop with it please Please. Okay. Bo- okay, boiled fish. No. When are you going to have boiled fish? I don't want it in a category of anything I could eat that could be in a category of something I eat. All right. Please. Nothing eating. Please. Okay, it smells like... Stop. I'm trying to think of something not eating. How about seaweed that has... Uh, Metallic seaweed. Ew. Okay. okay. <laughs> Blah. Blah. That actually made me feel nauseous when we stop. <laughs> yuck, yuck, yuck. <laughs> well, that sounded like you were doing an impression of my laugh. I went, <laughs> he went, yuck, yuck, yuck. Mm-hmm. That's my daily dose for today. Sorry. Oh, yeah. I thought yeah. you were, oh, you were going through comments. No, I did everything. When we had the whole mental health stigma convo. Good morning, Wanda. Good morning, Melanie. Good morning. Uh, who else is out there? Silka. Silks. Silks McGilks. We're big in Yermini. Mm-hmm. Dog. Mm-hmm.
Douglas Knight. Douglas Knight. Doug, 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 Doug. Sorry. Daily Dose. Daily Dose. All your news from coast to coast. All from Jim From. He said with. Hello? Yeah, I heard oh. you. Jeez. <laughs> Oh my God, you're sensey this morning. Mm. I'll just <laughs> refer to Melanie's comment. About that. <laughs> you were gonna say that. Yeah. Thank no, but God some, I have people that have my back. I know, but some obviously I have your back. We're a team in life. Mm. But I uh, sometimes I'll just say the slightest thing, and you're like, "Hey," and I'm like, "Well, that makes me f- sound worse than there was nothing there." Mm. Well, there you go. <laughs> <sighs> I love this show for that reason. For what? Me being wrong. Yeah, and also just <laughs> just illuminating things. Illuminating. <sighs> illuminating aspects of life and our relationship. As if. Hey, how do you feel about gringos? We That's had... what I'm trying to do. Ooh. But you're you're uh, wanting to be right and stuff. This episode of the Julian Dion is Always Right show is brought to you by Gringo's Blazing <laughs> Sauces. That's not true. You're right. You're mostly right all the time. Thank you. Just not today. The uh, This episode... I'm just kidding. Hello? Uh-huh. Uh, it's brought to you by Julian Dion. Do you want to do it? Do it. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Gringo's Blazing Sauces, the best hot sauce out there. Oh my gosh, you know why it's so good? Because it's got incredible flavor. Flavor is the most important thing uh, when it comes to creating sauces by a chef, brilliant chef, excellent. He made us a a, a delicious soup. He came over and brought the soup. Let me tell you about flavor. This guy knows how to develop it. And as a chef, he cares about what it tastes like over the heat. The heat is there, don't get me wrong, but it is so good. Gringo's Blazing Sauces. Uh, free shipping, over $40. So if you buy any salsas too and barbecue sauces, easy to spend 40 bucks on high quality, no preservatives, excellent, excellent sauces. Free shipping, over $40. You support a good diet, good company, great ingredients, amazing products, anywhere in North America, free shipping, over $40. Um, get some today. Also, listeners of this program get an additional 5% off by ah. entering promo code JD5 at checkout. That's right. Go to gringosblazingsauces.com. By the way, I was lip syncing the whole time, so it looked, <laughs> it looked like I was your, you. It looked like you were inside me. Which is Whoa. usually only on Tuesdays. Oh my God! Stop! At it! At it! Um, PM says was on my way home while I heard the glory hole thing and was thinking how to set that up while I was driving. <laughs> what about a standing up plexiglass sheet with a hole in it? Oh yeah, that would work. Ouch! Though I thought that was your suggestion right away. I'm like, geez, you've been thinking about this the whole time. <laughs> And then he goes, and while I was thinking about that, I got aroused. Whoa, while <laughs> Whoa, driving. PM. PM, save it for the PM. It's the AM. <laughs> That's PM kind of talk right there. PM in the AM. That should be your podcast. Welcome to PM in the AM, where oh, yeah. I talk about things such as glory holes first thing in the morning. Good morning. <laughs> Join us tomorrow for the Golden Shower episode and on Saturday for... Tits and ass weekends. Oh my God. My name is PM and the AM. <laughs> it's where I talk about, you know. I talk about evening things in the a- in the morning. Mm, could be early afternoon things also. Yeah. Late afternoon sun. True. I'll True. mention that in the morning. And we all know about afternoon delights. Yeah. Oh, that's a good name for your show. If you ever have one, PM Delights. PM Delights. Oh, yeah, that is really good. PM Delights. Gonna find my Because baby, it's, gonna. it's two, it's double meaning. It's like PM will delight you. And also it's a play on afternoon delights, which we all know is a little bit of sex in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> what was that voice? I don't know. 
This is Jen's ventriloquist. Welcome to Ventriloquists in the AM with Jen Grant. We all know that's a little bit of sex in the afternoon. (laughs) That's how bad I am at ventriloquism is that I do it. I do it and you can't even see me and you can still tell I'm doing it. Nitty. That was weird. What? Nitty. Well, why was that weird? Don't act like... uh, Yeah, I will. Well, this is our last show of the week. Stop saying it like that. It sounds like it's the last show ever. Why? Well, that's your issues that you have to deal with, unresolved. Why is that sounding... Scared me. It's Thursday, which means we're done for the week of... uh, of, But we're back on Monday. Tomorrow we're taking off because we need to sleep. It's going to be a late night... Well, do you want to do it tomorrow? No, no. Go. You can come on tomorrow. No. What, are the, what scared you, this? Yeah, cool, because oh. I didn't know what's going to happen. Oh. Thursday. Friday. Off. Taking Friday off. Learning to fly. PM says my wife won't let me have this show. All right, everybody, as we go for the close... Always talking about PM delights. Sex during the day. All right. <laughs> Just remember that um, the pandemic is still happening, but there is light at the end of the tunnel. And by tunnel, we're of course referring to light at the end of the glory hall if you want to make love during the pandemic. Just remember that you can take your tools to it. All you have to do is put a hole into the wall and then stick your junk and get your wife or partner to back that <laughs> thing up directly oh on your sausage sticking out of the wall. Do it for safety. That's recommended by the government of BC. Glory holes are underrated. Glory holes are... Um, Keep going. Keep going is what she said. (laughs) (laughs) But really, she's the one that has to do all of the work at the... uh, I think I'm imagining uh, if there's a glory hole, the guy just kind of stands there and I feel like the woman has to go do most of the back and forth. Otherwise, I guess, but then because then you're dealing with aiming issues, you've got to (laughs) aim. And... um, Cause if you miss, you'll be the one to blame. If you make a mess, you'll have to grab some tissue. Ah, <laughs> uh, I think maybe 2020 will be referred to as the year of the glory hall because really, if you think about it, that's what it is. It's fun but unusual because we're improvising, because we're socializing at a distance, and we're trying to figure it out. Can't stand the sound of my voice. <laughs> okay. Well, I, we didn't do that much of a shorter show. No. It's mm. great. Well, go and have a nap so you can feel like a real human. I'm going to sleep, sleep, sleep. I feel a little tired, but not terrible. But I just know if I don't, I have to nap because tonight will be a long night. Okay. Okay, so, we're going to do this segment now. Whoa. We've done... Whoops. Whoa, what was that? That (laughs) scared me too. (laughs) On edge much? It's like, what's happening? Well, that's our show. It's our last show of the week. Here's a nice little thing to end on. Keep the music going. Silka says, I love your show so much. Oh, we love you so much. Good luck on the weekend, Julian. Happy time to you all. Thanks, Aww, Germany. Silka. Jen, I love you so much. I love you so much. And we love you, Silka. PM, love you so much. Yes. Melanie, love you so much. Wanda, love you so much. Josh, love you so much. Everybody, love you so much. <laughs> Waste of time. Mike Bennett, love you so much. Oh, my God. We need to start doing this. I'm feeling way positive all, 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 all of a sudden. All right, we'll be back on Monday uh, for a brand new week of shows as we are live on Facebook Mondays through Fridays at 7 a.m. and then available on demand everywhere. Get your podcasts as of 9.30. Gen Z, have a great day. You too. Babes and labes. 
Let's go take care of that lobster paw and build that glory hole so we can enjoy our weekend. And uh, to the rest of you, enjoy. And as always, watch your head. Time. A waste of time